planted. I want to be like that tree that is planted by streams of living water. Psalm 1 says, blessed is the man who does not walk in the counsel of the wicked, nor stand in the way of sinners, nor sit in the seat of mockers, but his delight is in the law of the Lord, and on his law he meditates day and night. Remember, a couple weeks ago we talked about watching who we sit with, watching who we stand with, watching who we walk with. You show me the people you surround yourself with, and I'll show you the person you'll become. The blessed man is very cautious of who he surrounds himself with. He doesn't sit with the mockers. He doesn't stand in the way of sinners. But his delight is in the law of the Lord. And on his law, he meditates day and night. Last week, we walked you through the process of how you can begin to meditate on God's word. I got so many texts and emails last week of how much people appreciate us walking through the ways that you can meditate on God's word. We took Psalm 23 and we we gave illustrations on how you can find that scripture, you can write it, and you can post it. If you go in my car today, you will see a little post that I put in my speedometer to help me not to speed. (laughs) But most importantly, it's me meditating on God's word. And I picked this scripture, he will be like a tree planted, Psalm 1-3. That's my scripture. I've said that a hundred times this week. I've meditated on it. Last week we showed you that you can, you can take God's word and you can map it and you can get definitions. You can go and you can get all types of definitions that will help illustrate what it means. We use this illustration, soap, how you can meditate on God's word and we illustrated as well the way you can take God's word and you can pray it. These are all ways that you can meditate on God's word. Think about God's word. What are you thinking about? The blessed man, the man that is planted, is one who is always meditating on God's word. If I went into your car, if I went into your bathroom, if I went into your kitchen, am I going to find God's word? And the blessed man is one who is constantly meditating on the word of God. Can I get an amen? He is like a tree that is planted. When the winds come, when the waves come, when the droughts come, that tree is going to be secure and planted in Christ. How many of you know someone in your life that was not planted? The winds came, the waves came, trouble came, and what happened? They were uprooted because they weren't planted in Christ. Sandra did a great job of talking about how the roots go down and the roots establish themselves so they can weather any kind of storm. I like that word planted. This is the definition of that word planted. It it means to set in place for growth. To set in place. I've got some really good news for you. God has set you in place. He has set you in this church. He has set you in your marriage. He has set you with your children, with your grandchildren. And his goal is to set you in place for growth. God wants you and he wants me and he wants us to bear fruit. 
But in order to bear fruit, you've got to be planted. You've got to be set in place so that you are secure and strong so that you will bear fruit. God believes in planting. And in fact, we're not going to go there, but if you go to Genesis chapter 2, verse 8, it says that in the beginning, God, watch this, planted a garden in Eden. I love that. God was the first farmer. And he didn't speak it into existence. He planted a garden. That means he got his overalls on. He got his gloves on. He got a little shovel and some dirt. Watch this. And God planted the garden of Eden. That's how much he believes in it. He believes in the process. He believes in planting. He believes in having men and women live lives that are planted in him. I love this. That word there, Eden, the Garden of Eden, that word there, Garden of Eden, means pleasure. When God planted the garden in Eden, it was for pleasure. He wanted Adam and Eve to live in a place of pleasure. He wanted them to grow up in a garden. And because sin came in and destroyed that plan, Jesus Christ came on our behalf so that we may have that pleasure once again, that we can be like Adam and Eve. We can be planted by streams of living water. God believes in planting. And God believes in you and I bearing fruit so that we can give glory to God. Can I get an amen? Let's talk for just for a couple of minutes. What are the signs of planted living? What does it mean when you and I are planted? Now, I want you to get your Bibles out, and I'm going to take you to a couple of verses that we're going to look at, and we're going to see what it means to live a planted life. How many of you are here today, and you want to be like a tree planted? Let me see your hands. All right. What does it look like? What does it mean? How do we live that kind of life? First sign of a planted life is that you flourish. You flourish. Now, where do you get that, Pastor Scott? Let's go to Psalm 92, verse 13. Psalm 92, verse 13. And let's look at how we can live a planted life by flourishing. Psalm 92, verse 13. It says, planted in the house of the Lord... They will flourish in the courts of our Lord. That word there, flourish, means to, to, to bud. It means to sprout. It means to break forth. It means to bloom. One of the signs that you are living a planted life is that you are breaking forth, you are budding, you are blooming, you are fruitful. The first sign in living a planted life is that you are flourishing. Everyone say that word flourish. To bud, to break forth, to bloom. God wants you to flourish. He wants you to grow. He wants you to bud. He wants you to, he wants you to break forth. And watch this. It doesn't matter how old you are, you can always flourish. Now, how many know our bodies are getting older? <laughs> Let me say this. My body's getting older. 
And we find ourselves, the older we get, that, 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 that sometimes uh, we can't do the things that we want to do. Or when you do things, you, you moan as you do it. <laughs> I picked up something the other day, and Tammy said, what's wrong? I said, there's nothing wrong. I just picked up a pencil. She said, well, you moan the whole time you're doing it. <laughs> now, that's what happens when you get old. You can't do the things you want to do. But watch this, church. It doesn't matter how old you are, you can flourish when you are planted in Christ. See, there is no excuse. We can't say, oh, I've, I'm, I'm 80 years old, I'm 90 years old, I'm 75 years old, I no longer can flourish. No, God's design for you is that you are going to be like that tree planted, and what's going to be said of you is that regardless of how old you are, you are flourishing, you are growing, you are maturing, you are bearing fruit. And I want to challenge you today to believe God. You can have walked with him for 50 years. You can still be like that tree. You can still be that one who is flourishing spiritually. Your body may be decaying, but your spirit man is alive. And blessed is the man who's planted by streams of water. It doesn't matter how old he is, he is growing, he is flourishing, he is blossoming, he is bearing much fruit. And it's not based on your age because your spirit is ageless. I want it said of me that when I'm 100 years old, that I'm flourishing. Why? Because I'm like that tree that is planted by streams of living water. It's growing. It's bearing fruit. It's blossoming. It is flourishing. And that's, God, that's what God wants for you today, regardless how old you are. Many of you know my son, Austin. Almost three years ago, was in a terrible accident, has a traumatic brain injury, and as a family, you are walking through this whole process, and I can honestly tell you that although physically he has been impacted, I am watching his spirit come alive. His body has been impacted, but his spirit is alive like never before. Almost on a daily basis, we are praying together. We are reading Jesus calling together. He will, we'll get in the car and he'll say, Dad, let's pray. And we're praying for safety on the way to the appointment. And he is initiating all of this. And as a father, I can tell you, I am absolutely delighted to see that his body is impacted. Watch this. But his spirit is coming alive. And I want that said of you. Our bodies may be impacted, but our spirits are ageless. And it doesn't matter how old we are, we can be like that tree planted by streams of water, and the first sign is that we are flourishing. Our spirit is alive, and we're one day closer to seeing Jesus and meeting him face to face. And oh, what a day that will be when we see his glorious face. And until we do, I want it said of you, I want it said of me, that we are flourishing and we are bearing much fruit. Can I get an amen? amen. Number two, the second sign that you are planted, 
you're a planted Christian is that you establish roots. You establish roots. Write this down. We're not going to go there, but this is a beautiful scripture. I've never read this before. Isaiah 37, verse 31. And this is what it says. It says, once more, a remnant. Everyone say remnant. Do you notice that God always chooses a remnant? A small group. It's not going to be everybody. But God is, has a, a plan, and he always chooses just a few people. They're called the, the remnant, and I want to be part of that remnant. I want to be part of that group. I want to be part of that small group that God is using to flourish and, and, to, and to bear much fruit and to have roots that are established. Isaiah 37 says, once more, a remnant of the kingdom of Judah will take root. They will take root below, and they will bear fruit above. Wow. Watch this. When you establish your roots, watch this. Your roots go down, and as your roots go down, your fruit goes up. So that means the more that you are dependent on God, the more that you are established in Christ, your roots go down and the fruit comes up. I want to ask you a question this morning. Are your roots going down in Christ? Are you establishing yourself in Christ? Now, notice I didn't say in our government. Because our trust and our roots are not in our government. Amen? Our roots are established in Christ. And as our roots go down, the fruit comes up. And here's my question for you today. What kind of fruit... Do you see in your life? Because as your roots go down, the fruit automatically begins to happen. And we should all have what the Bible says, much fruit. We should have evidence that we are planted in Christ. Your children, your grandchildren, your business, your finances, your relationship, everything should be impacted as your roots go down, the fruit automatically comes up. And watch this. God is a fruit inspector. And he's expecting us to bear much fruit. And if you don't have a lot of fruit, that means your roots are not deep enough. Go deeper. Get to know God more. Get in his word more and establish your roots so that the fruit will come up as the roots go down. Here's another thought, and Charles Aylord told me this. He's a, he owns a nursery. He's been doing our landscaping here at the church for 120 years. It's amazing. <laughs> he says this, that this container will limit the size of this tree. If you keep this tree in this size container, the tree will be limited by the size of the pot. If you take this tree and put it in a bigger pot, what's going to happen? Its roots are going to go deeper and the tree will get bigger. Just a thought. God wants your roots to be deep. 
That means he wants you to change. That means he wants you to be flexible. That means he wants you to adapt a little bit and make some necessary changes, watch this, so that you can get in a bigger pot so that you can grow a little bit deeper so there will be more fruit. It's up to you to determine the size pot that you're going to live in. And if you get a bigger pot, you're going to get a bigger tree. And God's waiting on all of us to be planted. Number one, we flourish. Number two, we have deep roots. And then number three, I love this. A person who is planted is going to live full of faith. Full of faith. Now watch this. Where do I get that from? I get that from Jeremiah chapter 17, verse 8. You will live full of faith. Jeremiah 17, 8 says this. They will be like a tree planted by the water that sends out its roots by the stream. It does not fear when heat comes. Its leaves are always green. It has no worries in a year of drought and never fails to bear fruit. I like that. I want to be a planted tree that is flourishing, that is having its root system deep. And then number three, I want to be like a tree that is living life full of faith. Now, let me have your eyes and ears just for a moment. Bruce, if you'll go to the keyboard. Watch this. When you are living a planted life, that means that your security is in God and God alone. You are not living by what you see. You are living by faith. And Jeremiah says that a tree that is planted, watch this, it has no fear when heat comes. It has no worries in a year of drought. Now, let me have your eyes and ears. Church, watch this. God wants you to live a planted life full of faith. See, the enemy wants to come in and he wants to put fear in your life to get you off track. And a tree that is planted, watch this, is not moved by what's going on around them. There can be a drought, there can be hurricanes, there can be storms, but a person who is planted in Christ is living by faith. They're not living by what they see, they're living a life of faith for God's glory. And fear has a way of creeping into your life, and if you allow it, it will cause you to live an unproductive life. A person who is strong, a person who has deep roots, a person who is living the blessed life is not moved by the outside circumstances. They are planted in Christ and they will not be moved. Why? Because they live by faith. I love that song. We sang it a couple weeks ago. I shall not be I shall not be moved. I shall not be, I shall not be moved. I'm going to be like a tree, watch this, planted 
by streams of water. I shall not be moved. You know what I want said of you and your family and your life and your faith? That you're like a tree planted. You're not going to be moved. Why? Because you're living by faith and you're not living by what you see. Now, I'm telling you, there are people here today, you are gripped with a spirit of fear. And it's a spirit. It's a spirit of fear. That's why it says in 2 Timothy chapter 1, God has not given us, what? A spirit of fear. It's a spirit. And if you live without faith, you will be moved by fear. And every time something happens, watch this, you're going to get rattled. You're going to get shook. You're going to get uprooted. God doesn't want us to live by what we see. He wants us to live by faith. And Jeremiah says, they will be like a tree planted by the water that sends out its roots by the stream. It does not fear when heat comes. Its leaves are always green. It has no worries in a year of drought and never fails to bear fruit. That's what it means to live the planted life. And it's called having a spirit of faith. Faith is a spirit. And when you live by faith, you're putting your trust completely in God. And you're not going to be moved. And I was preparing for this today. I sense that there would be people that were going to be here today and watching online and here in the audience today that are, you're gripped by fear. Fear of what's going to happen to your kids. Fear of what's going to happen to your grandkids. Fear of what's going to happen to your finances. Fear of what's going to happen to your future. Fear of something happening. And if you're not careful, it says in Job that the thing that I feared has come upon me. You will attract, are y'all with me this morning? You will attract the very thing you fear when you focus on it. Why? Because fear is a force. And Job said, the thing I feared the most has come upon me. What happened? He attracted that difficulty into his life because he focused on it. A man, a woman, by faith, chooses not to live by what they see, but they choose to live by faith. And when you live by faith, you attract the very thing you're looking at. And yet so many of us, so many times, we get off track and we get looking in the natural. We get looking at what we see. And what happens? We get uprooted. We get shook. And we're not like that tree planted by streams of living water. It's waking you up at night. It's limiting what you do because you're, you have a spirit of fear. I remember hearing one time, I couldn't believe this, a friend of ours went to California and they were so afraid that there was going to be an earthquake and they were going to get thrown into the ocean that they went on a, a, they, they went on a trip and they landed in L.A., and they only went north because she didn't want to drive south and be near the water. 
Wow. It's pretty crazy, isn't it? That's what happens when you live by fear. It causes you to do things that, you, that God has called you to do, and you can't do it because you're gripped with a spirit of fear. And planted Christians are not dominated by their fears. They're dominated by their faith in God and in God alone. And their focus is living by faith. That's the kind of tree I want to be. And fear is keeping you up at night. Fear is immobilizing you. Fear is causing you to do the things that God has called you to do and you can't do it because you're afraid. And God wants to liberate you today so that you can be a tree planted by streams of living water. Full of faith, trusting God completely. There's somebody here today, you are so worried that you're going to run out of money and you're gripped by it and you're consumed by it and that fear is just dominating your life. Guess what? If you keep living the way you're living, you're going to run out of money because that's what you're focusing on. And you're going to cause that thing that you fear the most to come upon you. Moms worried about something happening to their kids. Don't focus on that. That's a spirit of fear. Live by faith. Can I tell you something? Are you all with me this morning? None of us are guaranteed tomorrow. None of us are guaranteed total safety and protection. You live by faith. And you put your trust in God. And so my question to you today is, who is your trust in? And if it's in God, then live by faith. Martin Luther said, the just shall live by faith. Boy, I'm getting off chasing a rabbit today. John talked about giving a few minutes ago, right? You know when you give, you're giving in faith. Lord, I give this 10% to you today because I don't want to be in charge of all my money. You're in charge of everything. I give today in faith because the just shall live by faith. And guess what? When you give your 10%, God blesses the 90 that you get to keep. And that's living by faith. And that's the kind of life I want to live. If you're here today and you're sick in body, I want you to listen to the doctors. I want you to listen to the experts. I want you to listen to all of them. But then ultimately, I want you to listen to what God says. God says, I am the God that heals you. And God can heal you if you live by faith. So we're going to end right now. Some of you are probably thinking, thank God. <laughs> we're going to end today. And if you're here today and you say, Pastor Scott, there's an area in my life that I'm living in fear. And I want, to be, I want it to be broken off of me today. I believe God can set you free today. Afraid of dying? Afraid of losing money? Afraid of being left alone for the rest of your life? Whatever it is, I don't know what it is. Crazy fears out there. But today you can be free. And you can live by faith. And you can say, God, I'm going to be like that tree that's planted by streams of living water. I'm not going to fear about the drought. I'm not going to fear about who's president. I'm not going to fear about what's going on in Russia or China. I care about it, but I'm not going to fear it. Why? Because my faith is in God and God alone. And the just shall live by faith.
And so right now, I'm going to ask you to do something crazy. I'm going to ask you to stand right where you are. If there's an area in your life where the enemy is causing fear to come in, stand up, and we're going to believe God to set you free. Right now. Stand up. Don't care if there's one person. Don't mean a hill of beans to me. And those of you that are standing, there's nothing wrong with you. There's something right with you. And that's why the enemy wants to bring fear into your life. Because he's scared that you're going to be like a tree planted. And so he brings fear to distract you. And we're going to pray today that that spirit of fear will be broken in the name of Jesus. And that you will live in freedom full of faith. Full of faith.